Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you. Oh, Billy, frustrated face today. Oh, the frustration. The goddamn frustration. I'll tell you right now, there's just not enough hours in the day. You know, do you think they do you think they used to say that during caveman days? Yeah, you know, it's just not enough hours during the day. Now we fucking slaughtered that prehistoric fucking piece of meat. Now we can just sit around, we just eat this for the next few days. Keep your head on a swivel. Make sure no saber tooth tiger comes around. We're good. What's the problem? It's not how it works nowadays, I'll tell you right now. That just ain't how it works. Um, I've been trying to get to the fucking gym this week. It just has not been working out because, uh, you know, my, my car got a flat tire. And then, you know, I had to get the flat tire fucking, you know, the tire got all fucking, you know, I don't know what happened. I need a front end alignment. Oh, Jesus, we opened the hood. It turns out, uh, I don't know if there was some sort of rodent in there, but it, it ate up some of your fucking wires. Jesus Christ. Who knew? Who knew there was so many problems? You know what? I'll tell you, there's a goddamn cat. I don't know who owns it. Who, who, who knows who owns the fucking cat, right? Those fucking things. Those whores. All over the neighborhood. Figured there was a nice goddamn cat around, right? The smell of the thing would scare off the rats and the fucking mice, you know? But I don't know what happened. I went back east for 10 days. I come back. One of them decided to crawl up into my, if that's even what happened. I don't know what happened. But all I know is they were supposed to take it over there. They're supposed to put a new tire on the fucking rim. They're supposed to put the rim back on the car. And I was supposed to be on my way. And next thing you know, you know, it's like you go in for a sore throat. Next thing you know, they tell you you got ass cancer. So that's what happened with the car. So I'm still waiting for the goddamn thing. You know, which has been inhibiting my ability to get over to the fucking gym. And, uh, you know, I ate like a fucking pig on my vacation. The first three days, I got my 10,000 steps in. And then the last fucking six days, I got my 10,000 calories in. And, and, and you know, I don't give a fuck what kind of math mind you have. But, you know, I, I did not end up on the right side of the scale. All right. Am I upset with myself? Yes. Do, do, do I wish I, I made some different decisions on my vacation? Of course I do. Do I regret it? No, I don't. I don't. It was fucking delicious. Every goddamn calorie of it. I, I absolutely loved it. So, uh, oh, Billy, big britches. I had a big day yesterday. Soloed. You know, flew the helicopter all by my lonesome. Had a great time. Went through five different fucking airspaces. Landed at a busy airport. There was fucking four planes in front of me. The guy turned due fucking east. Zero nine zero. You got it. You motherfucker. Right. I, I landed that bitch. I went all the way back. I had such a good time. Totally relaxed. I was ahead of the aircraft the entire fucking time. Except one time frequency change. I didn't have it in the standby. It was not a big deal. It was not a big deal. It was very hazy out. 
And uh, which, believe it or not, when there's a lot of haze out there, it's easier to see other uh, traffic that's up there. Makes no sense, right? Traffic that's close to you. Obviously, far off in the distance, you can't see it. But anything that's going to be in close, you can see it. That nice gray background, it, they, they stick out like a sore thumb, as opposed to a bunch of trees and houses and pools and different colored shit. Becomes diff- more difficult to see. Um, but I really, I just had a great time. Went up there, did a nice, slow, relaxed pre-flight. Cleaned it up. You know, blades were a little dirty. Cleaned those up, made sure everything was great. Gassed the thing up, right? Brought it out there. Had a nice lift off, you know? Nice and controlled. Wasn't worried about the four-wheeler. And uh, and off I went. Off I went. Didn't fuck up any of my radio calls. And I got to tell you, man, you know, I don't know why they, they're, they're just constantly doing these real estate shows, at least in L.A. It's always in, uh, you know, the Hollywood Hills, those big, stupid, open floor plan houses. It's an open floor plan. Just feel like you're in this giant library. Um, oh, my God. Then you can't get away from anybody. Honey. How can you ignore your wife when there's no walls? <laughs> Honey, I know you can hear me. I can see the side of your head. Stop pretending you're asleep. Your eyes were open when I first yelled it. What? What, what do you want? Well, first of all, why didn't you... Re- I can't hear you. You're too far away. Well, there's no reason to yell at me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You wanted 25,000 square feet of fucking open space, not me. This was your idea. Don't say that. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all right? But you wanted to keep upgrading. I was fine with the Garrison Colonial in Worcester, Massachusetts, but not you. Oh, we got to go out to the hills of Beverly. They're always doing these shows about these fucking Beverly Hills Stupid ass fucking how they all look the exact fucking same, by the way. There's two stoves, two refrigerators, two ball washers. There's always two of everything. I don't know what kind of fucking parties are, are fucking these super rich people throwing that they need like one of those Viking stoves that has a stove and then a little stove. By the way, I love the little stove. Isn't it fucking adorable? You know? I have a stove like that. It doesn't fucking work. Came with the house. You know? I light the burner. It goes... Tick, 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 It lights, and it just keeps going... Tick, 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 the whole time you're making a fucking fried egg. You know? I don't give a shit. I had somebody come over here, some fucking weekend warrior, tear out the fucking front of it. Go to fix it. It worked for a while, but now it's back to doing it, right? Just sitting there, tick, 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 you know? I feel whenever it's happening, I always picture for some reason an unshaven Jack Lemon in like 1960 with pajamas and a bathrobe on and a slipper as I'm making it, you know, unshaven. Cigarette hanging out of his mouth, tick, 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 you know, just 
that Joe Sixpack fucking guy that he used to play. Um, but anyways, you have a stove with a little stove next to it. And then you have another one. So you have four stoves. Like these parties must be, I mean, these fucking rich people can eat. <laughs> you know what's the guys eating, right? All their trophy wives are on some fucking lettuce diet. I'm on the lettuce diet. You just eat lettuce. But I can have as much as I want. No, I don't get sad because I forget what happy feels like. But thank you for asking. Wait, did I have dreams? Um, I was out flying over, uh, you know, Pasadena, El Monte, uh, Bracket Airport, all the way out there. You cannot fucking believe some of the houses up along the San Gabriel Mountains and even other ones where there's just like a little hill or something like Fucking these giant pools. These people are living the life out there. I bet they paid one fucking tenth of that poor bastard who does not have a wall to hide behind. Oh, nothing says divorce like an open floor plan. I mean, you cannot get away. Are you fucking kids? Dad! Dad! <laughs> you know what I would do if I had one of those big stupid houses? As much as I love my family, you know, you got to get away at some point, right? I would have one of those, you know, you know, those shotgun bed. You ever seen that thing? It's fucking hilarious. There's like a headboard, right? It's brilliant if you live by yourself or if you kind of want to accidentally shoot your wife in the head. Every time I saw it, like the guy, like you reach back and the headboard flips around and a shotgun comes down into your hand. Now, every time I saw it, the shotgun was pointed at the person. The business end of the gun is pointed at the person next to you. It's like, why wouldn't you have that pointed? Voice is cracking. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you have that pointed to the outside? But anyway, I do love the, 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 I mean, that's the shotgun bed is the shit. I'm sorry. If you live in the fucking middle of nowhere, or maybe you pissed off the wrong people. I mean, you know, the gun under the pillow, who knows? Man, actually blow your fucking head off. Um, but what if you have a dream, a vivid dream of being on vacation, and you're stretching out at the beach? <laughs> what are the odds of that? I think the shotgun bed. You know what I would turn it into? Because I have, I have tinnitus, I would have tetanus, however you say it. I would turn it into the paint gun bed. And I don't care what anybody is coming through the fucking door with. If I got a paint gun and I'm just blasting you in the face with paintballs, you're getting the fuck out of there. You just are. You're going you're gonna to go to another house. What are you going to do? You're going to commit a double murder and then walk down the street with paint on your face? You got paint in your face. This caper is over. The fuck out of here. You got, you got a welted up fucking face. I would have permanent paint in there too. As if there's a, such a thing. You know what? A tattoo gun. That's what you want. You reach back and you just fucking blasting fucking ink into somebody's face. You know what it should be too? The way it should blast it. It should blast your address. Do you know why we brought you in? Uh, yeah, because of the tattooed address on my forehead. Dude, a tattooed gun that's just aimed right at your fucking bedroom door. 
Anybody who comes in there, no matter what they do, they have your fucking address and the time. More importantly, the fucking time. So that way they go, oh, you know, he's a practical joker. I went over there for lunch and he set it up and it accidentally went off. I've been meaning to, I've been trying to save the money up for tattoo removal. Um, anyway, I love those people that have like gun arsenals and all of that shit. And all of this home security. You know what's hilarious? Is you keep it for 10 years, right? And nobody breaks in. And then you got to get it upgraded. And after I would think two times of doing that and all the money you spent and no axe murderer having the decency to come walking through your front door so you can take out your fucking, you know, so-and-so over-under, whatever the fuck you call that, over, I always like that, over-under. I got an over-under. Shotgun, got an over-under. I'm hitting you in the face and in the balls all at the same time. I'll blast your taint to your forehead. Try me, right? Mossberg over under. You got the side by side, you got the over under. I got the over and the under. Side by side. They should make a fucking, they should make one side by side and over under, like the sign of the cross with shotgun blasts. Four fucking, you could sell that in a minute. In a minute. Put a red Trump hat on it. You could retire off that. It's a side by side, over under, over under, side by side. It's any way you want it. Single blow out both your shoulders, your forehead, and your fucking balls. Clean off. Be looking like some some fucking pulled pork is what it's gonna look like with a fucking belt hanging off of it. I don't know a pig could wear jeans. I ain't no pig. That's a dumb fuck who walked through my goddamn bedroom door last night. How the fuck you do that? Well, I had one of them over under side by side is what I had. I never heard of that. You never heard of that? That's the fucking, you know, the late night thing when they do the, uh, there's always the dumb person that doesn't get it. Wait a minute. You're telling me this takes four shells? It takes four shells over, under, and side by side. Well, how does it work? I'll tell you what, bitch. Walk through the fucking dressing room door. Um, anyway. It's got to be sad. Like, how much is Ted Nugent hoping that somebody someday walks on his fucking property and it's just never happened? He's never had to shoot somebody. He's getting up there in his years. He must, I wonder if he cries some t- nights, you know, talking to his guns. Padge all these years, you know, I always thought I could use you. Shoot somebody's kid. When I came over the fence to get that tennis ball. <clears throat> um, all right, well. I'm going to do some stand-up tonight. Uh, I got some gigs this weekend. I can't stop doing that accent. I'm going down to... uh, I got a gig in Hollywood this weekend. Hollywood, California? Hollywood, Florida, baby! Hollywood, Florida. I'm going right into the belly of the beast. I'm going to get to find out if this COVID is real or not. Out where I live, they think it's real. Out there, they think it's fake. Well, they don't think it's a big deal. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to see what is what. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm flying in. I'm going to my room. I'm getting room service. I'm coming downstairs. I'm doing both fucking gigs. I'm going back to the room and I'm getting the fuck out of there. All right? Those Floridians, they're, they're too tough for me. 
All right. I ain't playing that game. I'm going to get a rapid test before I go back into my house. If not, they'll have me tied to the back of the house like old Yeller when he was going mad. You know, there's a story kids don't have anymore. Remember when our dog got rabies and dad made me go out and shoot it? <laughs> Is there any wonder those people beat their kids with a belt? Now what do we do? I had to put my dog down. <laughs> I know, that's so sad. Did you feel, did you feel sad? That's so bad. You had to put your dogs down. So bad and you felt sad. There's all these support groups. Back in the day, as an eight-year-old, you had to shoot your own fucking dog after it got after it saved your ass from a rabid fucking raccoon, right? It fucking saved you from one of them varmints, right? And then you had to go out and pay it back by what? Putting it out of its fucking misery. Old yeller. Go out there, blow its fucking head off, and then you had to bury the dog. Come inside with the sniffles. Quit your crying! Quit your crying off the fucking tie, you that scarecrow, you little fucking sissy boy! You had to deal with that. Going to school, jealous of the kids that could afford shoes. You're sitting there with your fucking dirty feet. I heard he had to shoot his dog last night. Everybody tease you. Johnny's got a dog. It's a fucking rough time. You know what I mean? You think about how those people grew up, and then you look at what half the people are bitching about on fucking social media. Um, I had a proud day as a father. My son was at the park, and uh, he's playing with some other babies. And one of the kids took a toy from him, and my kid gave him a smack. <laughs> And I got to tell you, it did not surprise me in the least. did not surprise anybody in my family that that's what he did. All right? We just, we just, yeah. He's got a minute. You know, if I take him away from something, he doesn't like it. He, just, he gets mad, throws his back back, like arches his back as I'm holding on to him, going, you can't, buddy. I'm sorry. You're going to get hurt. And then he, it's like he's giving, remember, remember uh, a high five? And then you had the, uh, the 10 the double high five, that's what he does to my face. He rears back and just slaps me on my bald head. And I try not to laugh. I'm like, buddy, you can't hit people like that. But inside, as a father, I like that instinct. I'm going to get him some baby wife beaters. <laughs> or whatever you're supposed to call them now, tank tops. I love how you can't say wife beater anymore. I thought that was giving ladies the heads up. Sweetheart, he's wearing a wife beater. What are you doing? Go meet yourself a nice guy with a dress shirt on. What are you saying? Only guys with tag tops beat women? Yes. Generally speaking. No, I'm kidding. Here's something. Here's the thing I do want to talk about. Um, people who have Camaros and Mustangs, can you please take off those loud exhausts? You're not fooling anybody. We all know it's not that fast a car. Ah! coming down the fucking street. I can still see you. Where you going? I'm not saying that, that Chevy and Ford don't make a fast Ford or a fast Camaro. It's just not the one you're driving. That stupid, uh, I, got a f I got a fast car exhaust. 
if I was running shit, you would not be allowed to have a loud exhaust unless what you were driving was fast because I'm getting fucking, I'm getting a little sick of that, you know, with my sensitive ears there. I don't mind something fucking loud, all right, that's fast. Fast and loud, that'd be a good idea for a TV show, wouldn't it? Shout out to Richard Rollins. Um, It's just when somebody has a fucking piece of shit and they just have these loud fucking exhausts and I've noticed that, the, you know, there's some lower level challengers, Camaros and Mustangs that are, are as guilty of that as some of those Hondas, you know, that have like that high, that, that fucking, whatever the hell that is. Somebody sipping out of a straw sound as they go down the fucking street with your sideways muffler. Um, oh God, I love being old bitching about stupid shit like this. Um, my daughter already went back to school. I was so fucking bummed out. It's just nothing better than your kid on summer vacation. If you're a stand-up comedian and your kid's on summer vacation, like it's like, it's like you guys, you're in the same universe. It's like you don't have to shit to do all day either, do you? Let's hang out. Let's have some fucking grilled cheese sandwiches. Let's make some waffles. <laughs> I cannot wait for her first vacation. I'm going to start lining up my vacations with her vacation. When she's on, I'm on. When she's off, I'm off. That's how, I, that's how I'm going to work it. I'm not doing stand-up weekends anymore. I'm, do, I'm working during the week, okay? Hey, I'm doing it a different way, all right? I don't know what to tell you. Um, Red Sox are doing all right, working their way through the bottom feeders of the league. How are we doing here? Oh, we got, oh, Jesus, not too well tonight. This fucking kid, man, he's already out of breath. It's the second inning. He's had nothing but base runners. It's still zero to zero. We're playing the Twins. We won the first game last night. We won two out of three of the Rangers. One of them got postponed. There we go. Fielder's choice. Fielder's choice. I love it. There's one out. Runners at the corners. Okay. Double play is still existing. Let's get a ground ball to short. Jesus Christ, who's that guy, Gordon, on the Twins? Can somebody give that dude a sandwich? My God. I don't think that guy weighs 130 pounds. Can you stop body shaming African Americans on the Minnesota Twins? When is it going to stop? Um... It's Roman, everybody. You know, most guys have different ways to last longer. But thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman and Online's Men Health Company are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are clinically proven, a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. There's effective, easy-use, and fast-acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in a discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipe packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great. Uh, they will not transfer to your partner, so, they, uh, so you can last longer without worrying. Jesus Christ, they need glasses. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go. That's it. Bang away. Go get Roman. Go to getroman.com slash burr and get $10 off your first order of swipes plus free $2 two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash burr for 
off your first order of swipes plus free two-day shipping. Oh, look who it is. It's liquid death, everyone. You know, you already know liquid death. You see the tall boy cans of fresh spring water at Whole Foods, at punk concerts, at your brother's friend's bachelor party. You go hard on these cans of liquid death. Chug them down like you mean it. But did you know you can now rock their hardcore merch while quenching your thirst and saving the environment? That's right. No more plastic bottles. Time for a drinking game. Hey, pass me that liquid death. Let's go. I'll be the designated driver. Give me that ice cold aluminum can with the skull. I drink this shit all the time, people. It's delicious. Um, This water is giving me life. Why do they call it liquid death? Liquid death also donates 10% of the profits to help kill plastic pollution forever. And by the way, when you drink out of a plastic bottle, some of the chemicals of plastic are in the water. It's a much healthier option. And you know what? Is anything better than a nice cold aluminum can as opposed to some plastic bottle? Come on, use your brain here. All right, try to think of something more hardcore than that. Spoiler, you can't. Murder your thirst and kill plastic pollution. Save the earth, look dope as hell with liquid death. It takes up to 1,000 years for plastic bottles to decompose. Your plastic will outlive you times 10, even if you make it, you know, to 100. Simple math, Bill. It's a win-win-win situation. You'll see these cans popping up everywhere. Liquid Death is available at your local Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Go to liquiddeath.com slash burr, B-U-R-R, to get free shipping on all the water and merch. That's liquiddeath.com slash burr. Get free shipping on all the water and merch. Grab some now at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven now and totally murder your thirst. Come on, man. It's the right thing to do. All right. It's Helix, everybody. Helix? Getting good night's sleep is everything. It affects your mental and physical health as much as anything. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes, two, to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made from someone else? With Helix, uh, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. So if you're looking for a mattress, you can take the quiz. You order the mattress that your Helix... You order the mattress that your Helix... What? So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. You order the mattress that your Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Well, there's something missing in that sentence. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress picks of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr, take their two-minute quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And nothing keeps you healthy and not catching colds and all of that shit like a good night's sleep. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you. Gross! If you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never that far away. Helix is offering... Up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. That's helixsleep.com slash burr for up to $200 off all mattresses, orders, and two free pillows. All right. Lastly, but not look leastly. Can't talk today. My bookie, how the fuck you doing, huh? Uh, Winning SZN returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get an in on the action. I don't think I was supposed to say SEN. Winning returns at my bookie. And it's no and it's time. Ah, fuck me. Let's start. 
My bookie, everybody. Winning returns at my bookie, and it's time to get in on all the action. There we go. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boost. NFL lock of the week and over $500,000 in contest prizes uh, live on sites to make this winning season your best ever with my bookie. Uh, with a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place to go than my bookie. How the fuck you doing? Uh, I know you're going to. Uh, I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing. Sign up with my bookie and use our promo code Burr, B U R R, to get the first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly. Just for using the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, making your first deposit. Uh, MyBookie.com, promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Is this even a podcast anymore? Is this, I don't even know what the hell I talked about. You know what's funny? As I, as, I, as I hit record, I was thinking to myself, I don't have anything to talk about. What in God's name am I going to talk about next thing you know? See, you know, I'm talking about rednecks selling shotguns on fucking late night TV. You know what, band? I, I always bring up Killing Joke, right? Death and Resurrection show. And I knew that they had been around in the, the 80s. I finally went back and I started listening to their music. What a fucking great band. There was so much great music in the 80s that I missed. It's really, it's really ridiculous. Um... Killing Joke, that song, uh, Living in the 80s, literally making fun of the 80s as they were happening, as they were happening. You know, that's pretty fucking impressive. As far as the way that they show the 80s, like everybody had big hair and was doing blow, you know, and just having a great fucking time. You know, it's really weird how they do that. And then they make the 90s, like every, all, all the white kids were all sad and depressed and had no direction. Reality bites. Remember all that shit? Feeling Minnesota. I'm feeling Minnesota. I like that line. Let's call the movie that. I never even seen that movie. But remember they, they kept they, all that grunge shit? You guys know. I never, I never fucking, I never related to that. It was funny was I was in a walking depression throughout all of the 90s. And I remember looking at people like, what are they so upset about? You know? You just put on Dr. Feel Good and you'll feel... <laughs> Not the Aretha Franklin version. The Vince Neil Motley Crue version. That's what I was listening I listened to that shit. Maybe that's why I didn't, I didn't get into grunge. You know? I didn't get into grunge the same reason why I didn't try mushrooms forever. It's just I knew it wasn't going to go well. It's like I don't need the, I, I, I need people that are happier than me. To, I need people to lift me up. I don't want people to be like, yeah, you think that's bad? I'm shooting heroin under a bridge. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Just when I thought the day couldn't get any more rainier and gray. You know, that's why I just stuck with that other shit. In the basement, knock the old man down. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. Winning, 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 winning. I mean, just there was no thinking involved.
Huey Lewis. I'll tell you, you know who ruined all of that music was that American Psycho music. Music. I mean, that movie. That made everybody seem like there was some fucking, you know, guy going through the motions who was actually killing people. I don't know. We saw the fucking movie. Um, I listen to all that shit working in a fucking warehouse. Phil Collins was on every third song was a Phil Collins song. If it wasn't a Phil Collins song, it was a Genesis song. You know, and then there was one, there was one summer where all he did was play that band, The Outfield. I remember that in the warehouse. That guy with that ridiculously high voice. Fucking playing softballs on the softball team for the warehouse, drinking wine coolers. Full head of flaming red hair. What was stopping me? Everything. <laughs> um, anyway, I know at some point I'm going to get some advertising that I have to read here. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, my kid went back to school. I lost my buddy for the day. Sucks. Wow, this is what it's going to feel like someday when she fucking moves out. You know, I got, you know, guys my age, they're already past that shit. They got like fucking grandkids. My, I started so goddamn late, but they all talk about that the day the kid moves out. I think that's, that's when you know you have a douche for a kid or you just suck as a parent. If you're counting down the days your kid turns 18, oh God, 18 more months and that motherfucker. How many, how many strings? Are you, is it okay if I go live at school? Absolutely, Junior. Get the fuck out of here. That would be pretty wild. But what if you just had a douche for a kid? Because some people, you know, let me just see if being a douche is like, is that something you become or can you just be born a douche? All right, let's look this up. I know this is a stupid question. Is being a douche genetic? Oh, my God. I can actually fucking... It says it's being a jerk genetic. Being a jerk could be in your genes. you got to be fucking kidding me. This article's 10 years old. How did I find this? What's hilarious is they have a picture of an old woman, you know, shaking her fist. They're like, whoa, why you got to go after the old ladies here? Oh, God, can they have more fucking ads popping up here? I don't want to buy anything. I'm, I, my, my wallet is in the house. I'm in the fucking garage here. All right. According to a U.S. study, a new U.S. study, people with a certain gene trait are known uh, are known be kinder than people without it. All right. Right there. This is bullshit. Nationalpost.com. Right. You can't even get the first sentence right without a, according, without a typo. According to a new U.S. study, people with a certain gene trait are known be kinder than people without it. And strangers can quickly tell the difference. We were interested if our genes can predict what complete strangers think of us from as little as 20 seconds from seeing us. <clears throat> Am I going insane or are there words missing from these sentences? Oh, said Alexander, A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R. Okay, this is second language. All right, hang on a second. 
lead writer of the study and post and a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Toronto. In the last 10 years, there has been this emerging work that suggests that oxytoxin, a chemical messenger in our brain, is involved making us kind to one another, making us empathetic, making us more trustworthy. Oxytoxin toxin, is something called the love hormone because it's often manifests during sex and promotes bonding, empathy, and other pro-social behaviors. Oh, God. Everything from cooking sites where they have recipes to, like, literally this shit. Can you just get to what the fuck I asked? Okay, scientists in Oregon State, what member tells us, in most cases, the observers were able to tell which of the listeners had the kindness gene and which ones did not. This is not what I asked. People who have GG are generally judged as more empathetic. Okay. Nonverbal trust, those with AG or AA gene types tend to say they feel less positive overall. However, Kogan said our gene trait doesn't necessarily determine how kind you are. Stressing more research needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, what a bunch of bullshit that was. What a fucking waste of time. Let's see if there's anything else. Like the arsehole gene. Arsehole, as the Brits say. Oh, assholes, or as the Brits say, arseholes. Um, the philosopher, Aaron, I don't give a shit. You know what? One of the worst things about learning is it involves reading. I think that's why I'm going to remain dumb for the rest of my life. I just, I just don't have the fucking stamina. Get to the fucking point. Can they, you know, I swear to God, did they, did they get paid by the word? Is that what the fuck it is? Bill, don't blame your laziness, your ADD, and whatever else you got going on on people writing articles on the internet. All right, fair enough. All right, people, that's the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I was just checking in on you. Let me, I want to hear from the gun people out there. There are gun people out there. I want to hear from the Nugent fans out there. I want to know if I got a fucking paint gun. All right. And I feel like I got to be less accurate. You know, those paintballs like as big as like a fucking, uh, I don't know, kumquat. Aren't those things as big as a tumor? <laughs> and a tumor the size of a kumquat. Um, yeah, I just got to just fucking blam, 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 right? And all you guys who go down to the fucking, you know, you know shooting those, those, car, those paper cutouts. Of people. I love how they're always people. You know what I mean? They always has the same fucking haircut. You think they traced a certain person to make that? That would be crazy. Imagine if you were actually like, you know, how, how what's-his-face is, is the logo for the NBA. What if that's, that, that's you're, you're like the fucking practice shooting a person in the head paper fucking logo. You're the silhouette of that. And one day you walk down the street to some fucking gun nut. He just sees it and just out of instinct, you know, he goes for his fucking ankle gun, unloads a clip in your fucking head. And as you're floating above your body, watching you take your last breaths, you like, I knew it would come to that. And the saddest thing was I got no residuals. It was a buyout. Gun people. I know you go to the, 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 the range 
You know what I mean? I know you probably killed your first wife and buried her under a fucking well that you dug yourself and put a potted plant on the top of it. Just waiting for that day somebody comes in, you know? You're behind in the payments of your house. Can't sell the house, man. You got a body on that property. There was just a way to move that body right before we close. Mm. But how will I get the smell out? I got to need to rent a pickup. Um, so all you guys who go to the fucking gun range, all right, and all you guys who are great with your guns and everything, okay, two questions. Have you ever been shot at while trying to hit a target? All right? I just eliminated 90% of gun owners. Now I'm just talking to veterans. And not all veterans, veterans who saw action. I want, a, I want a veteran that saw action, that hit targets while being shot at, or a cop. I, wanna, I want you guys to, to give me your honest opinion on my paint gun theory. All right? Because if my ears ring any louder, I don't want to fucking be here anyway, so I don't care if the person shoots me. So I need to have a fucking... I need a, I need a, uh, a paint gun because it's quiet. Click, 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 click. The only thing I'll hear is the screaming of the person. Because <laughs> um, that is the thing that I don't understand about owning a fucking gun. Um, like the great, let's, let's say something positive about Florida. The great thing is silencers are legal. So, if you have a gun by the side of, of your, uh, your, your nightstand there, and you have a silencer on it already, so then when somebody's coming up the stairs, you're just like, this is great. This is perfect. I don't have to put in earplugs. I don't have to worry about doing permanent damage to my hearing. I'm not going to wake up my neighbors. Hell, I probably want to wake up half my kids down the hall. And you can just sit there, you know, like you're picking the remote up to change the channel on the TV and you just clink, 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 clink over. Um, I wonder if I could get a waiver. I'm getting this gun for home protection, but I have like ringing in my ears. Could I get a silencer? But it's like really bad. All right, I'm just babbling. Okay, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Go Red Sox. NFL football. College football. The second half of uh, MotoGP and F1 is happening right, right now. Tennis, U.S. Open. That's got to be going on right now or coming up or something. Um, and old Freckles is going to Florida. I'm going down there. I'll take that oxy. I'll take that meth. You keep that vaccination away from me, motherfucker. My body, my choice. I'm going to have fun with those fuckers. I'm really looking forward to getting down there. Uh, that is it. That is all. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you later. Enjoy the music and the bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday. Monday, Monday, Monday. What is so pressing? You can't trust me anyway.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 26th, 2013. What do you say there, fuckos? How are you? How's it going? Holy shit. Where did the summer go? You know, I always make fun of that. I always make fun of people who go, oh, my God, can you believe it's already August? Um, I worked my ass off this summer, so the summer did fly by. I can't believe it. I didn't get to lay out or anything. I didn't get to tan myself up. I didn't get to red myself up at all. You know, did you guys lay out there, get a little skin cancer? Um, I am finally, I'm finally back in uh, Los Angeles after spending a month in New Orleans. Uh, I had a great fucking time down there. Ended it with on a great note. You know, I settled my differences with the city. I finally said, you know what, you win. I'm going to have some of your fried fucking food. And uh, I ended up going, I went bow fishing out in the bayou. A fucking bow and arrow, right? I got myself a six-pack of Bud Talls. This is America. For you people overseas right now, for you people over there, I don't know what we did to you. I don't know what we're doing to you right now or what we're going to do to you in the future. That's going to make you fucking passively aggressive, aggressively attack the great game of American football. You know, because you won't get to the real core of the issue that you don't like our foreign policy. And by our, I mean me, because I sit in on those meetings. I'm making the calls, you know. And all you fucking cunts over there who I, I, every week, every week I'm getting these fucking emails of people still shitting, acting like NFL football players aren't tough compared to rugby because they wear helmets. Do you realize how fucking dumb that is? That's like saying, well, you know, so basically if you're in a car, you can drive it into a tree and you won't get hurt because you're in a car. Is that what you're telling me? Huh? With all your portly fucking white guys waddling around out there, putting shoulders into chests. Okay? It's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about a bunch of pasty fucking white dudes running around who can't even run a fucking... Five-second-forty. That's not what we're talking about at all. All right? We're talking about a game that is played at a size and speed that is not seen overseas. It just isn't. You know why? Because you're not big enough. You're not fast enough. And you know why that is? Because you never went to a country that was bigger and stronger and forced them to come over here and do all the hard shit. See? See? What you guys did was you fucking went to where they lived and you tried to fucking build a castle over there. Stupid. Stupid fucking move. And what happened? You lost all of it. So what do you do now? Do you own up to it and just say, you know what? America's better at pressing the world right now than we are? No. You don't man up and say that. You send me cunty fucking emails about a goddamn game. I've told you from the very beginning, rugby players are the toughest sons of bitches. You know, the tough, you know, great fucking game. I really enjoy it. Okay? Well, let's not pretend that if Leon Lett right now rolled off the fucking couch and decided to run down the fucking pitch in some short shorts, that, you know, those guys wouldn't be falling over on their backs. They would. I'm sorry. It's bigger, it's stronger. It's faster. Hence... You know, and then you put a helmet on. Now you got a weapon. That's all it is. It protects your skull, but your fucking brain's going inside of that fucking thing. And next thing you know, 
You're on the roof of your house when you're 40 years old, shooting at mall cops. That's what happens to our retired players. What do you guys do? Huh? Fucking uh, get your ears fixed. Finally get that wedgie taken out of your ass. I don't know what you do. (laughs) When you retire as a rugby player. I'm sorry, people. I'm a little grumpy right now. All right. I finished my, uh, my acting gig. My big song and dance number down there. I'd like to thank Mike Binder for giving me a shot on that thing. Um, and the second I was done, I ended up going up to uh, Boston before I came home because I had a gig at the uh, the MGM the MGM uh, Casino there in Connecticut. Not in Las Vegas. I played the one in Connecticut, which is like going to the University of Miami, Ohio. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It was a great gig. And I want to thank everybody who showed up and everything. And I was in a fucking grumpy mood when I came out on that one. I started shitting on Paul Verzi. I was going off on the traffic. I just I just I just really needed to go home and have a fudgicle. You know, some comforts. I don't know what the fuck I needed. I'm still all wound up. Ah, fuck. Where the hell did this fucking year go? I gotta tell you this, I lost my shit. I know I started to tell some... Oh, bow fishing. I'll get back to that. Remind me. Remind me to get back to the bow fishing thing. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was just going to talk about. Oh, the traffic. My fucking brain moves in a straight line. A very slow but it, fucking line, but it is a straight line. If I miss the exit, it just keeps going, and I can't, I can't turn around. Um... See, it made me fucking forget the traffic. I lost my shit like three fucking times when I was up in Boston. All right? I fucking hate that city now. I love it. I love the sports teams, but I hate that fucking city. Because you land in it, and the first thing you go, you drive into is that big dig, which is the biggest fucking scam I, I, I that ever perpetrated when it comes to fucking transportation. Jesus, I talked my way out of that one, didn't I? I didn't know where to go with that. How the fuck do you shit on a highway? These fucking assholes. They just took everything, they put it underground, and they made it all one lane. Everything's fucking one lane. I don't know if they're anticipating some some plague or something. I don't know what. But that thing, like, this should just be like Model T's. Oh, God, driving around that fucking thing. They didn't add any lanes Every time I go in there, the whole fucking thing shut down. They got the Ted Williams Tunnel. You know what they should have outside the head? Ted, Ted Williams Tunnel? They should have his head upside down on a tuna can, you know, like made out of concrete and tribute to and, and then tell his family that we're going to fucking leave that up there until you give that man the proper burial that he fucking deserves. So anyways, you go into fucking Teddy Ballgame Tunnel. And there is enough room for like five fucking lanes. And there's only two. And then there's this, this I don't know what, this bike lane for the obese. What is the fucking, it's never open. And then the other one always has cones on it. Sorry, I've gone there like three times this fucking year. And no matter what time I drive in there, there's fucking traffic because of that shit. Oh, I'm in a mood. I am in a mood, people. I admit it. And here's another thing. I'm driving down to my gig. Going down to the fucking MGM thing there. MGM Miami, Ohio gig that I had. And I'm fucking 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. 
should be wide open. Bumper to bumper fucking traffic. You know? Bumper to bumper fucking traffic. I don't I, I it got to the point I literally wanted to roll down the window and just and ask the guy next to me, just be like, where the fuck are you going? Don't you have a job? Are you also a comedian? You know, are you, uh, uh, do you, you work the fucking night shift? Please tell me you're actually driving to your job and you're not just out here to be out here. I fucking come back from the MGM thing. I get myself four fucking hours to get up to Logan Airport. No, three hours to get up to fucking Logan Airport so I'd have a two-hour fucking window to get to my goddamn plane and I, and I end up getting... a Bumper to bumper traffic the second I get near the South Shore Plaza. Bumper to fucking bumper traffic. It's like 12.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. You know, where, 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 the, where the fuck? Are, where the, those fucking idiots sat in traffic Monday through Friday. Did, are they, do they like sitting in traffic? It actually made me look up the population. I was like, hey, is, is the population exploding in this country? Because I didn't think it was we were doing that bad. I started doing the road. Hardcore around 97, 98. We had about 267 million people. We'll just say 268, okay? Before I get some cunty email from somebody who works from the census. And now we're up to 313.9. So we'll call that 314. All right, so what's that? Oh, Jesus, he's going to do some math here. That's 32 million plus 14 million. That's 46 million people. Spread out over 50 states. I don't fucking know if that's the problem or what, but I'll tell you, they're all out on the highway. It's almost worth being president, you know, just so you don't have to sit in fucking traffic. It's almost worth just becoming an absolute yes man and signing off on shit like spying on American people, being able to put American citizens in jail indefinitely without a fucking trial just because you think they're a fucking terrorist. It's almost worth doing that, you know, just so you don't have to sit in the traffic. Maybe I'll just get like a helicopter license. I'll get one of those little two-seater ones, you know. Basically, the smart car of uh, air travel. There's a lot of flat fucking things out there that you can land on. Structures. And what are people going to do if you land on their roof and just rappel down? What are they going to call a tow truck? Hey, you can't leave it there. Yeah, I just did. I'll be back in 20 minutes. You don't even know who the fuck to call about this. What are you going to call the cops? You guys are standing there with your hands on your hips. Oh, that is a helicopter. You know? Well, fucking keep it. I don't give a shit. I'll get another one. All right? Cost me 400 bucks. Look at it. Um, I don't know. Sorry. This is just all. This is what being away from your shit for uh, a month does to you. And then you come home and you have a mountain of junk mail. You know what I realized in my mail? Nobody sends me anything nice. I don't get one fucking, <laughs> hey, just thinking about, you know, I guess that's emails now. You know, back in the day when somebody would just, you know, because you couldn't call them. You had to have some fucking jerk off ride a pony with your goddamn, they didn't ride a pony, they rode a horse. Why did they call it the Pony Express? Did I ever tell you guys when I was a kid, I thought a pony was a little horse and eventually it grew into a horse? So these fucking people down the street had a pony. and It was ridiculous. They had it tied up to the back of their house. I don't even think they had a fence. Fucking, oh, maybe they had a little bit of a fence. This thing just stood there. We're driving by the thing for years, and I finally looked over at my mother. I'm just like, 
I'm like, when, the, when is that pony going to turn into a horse? She just sort of looked at me, you know. I didn't realize that look when I was a kid, but I realize it now. Where she just was like, she was literally looking at me like, who did I mate with that that, that came out of me and just asked me that? <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, so I want to thank everybody who came out to uh, the MGM in uh, Connecticut, wherever the hell I was. It's fucking beautiful out there. That's the one thing I do like. And the one thing I really do miss about living out here in L.A. is uh, I miss all those trees and the lakes. I love that shit. You know? I'm going to be one of those douchebags that fucking sells his house here in the city and just goes out and gets a ranch. Can't even fucking change a light bulb. Buy the whole outfit, you know? Big stupid cowboy hat and some chaps. Getting in and out, in and out of my Prius. You know? No, I can drive my old truck. That's what I do. And before I went in town to get provisions, I just roll around in the dirt to make it look like I was actually out doing something. <laughs> oh Christ. Um anyways. Oh, you know what? Let's let's bang out let's bang out a little fucking uh oh, should we no no no. You know what? I started talking about the bow fishing. Let's let's finish it. So my last night there, I get invited out to go bow fishing. And uh I was just like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll fucking do that. Shoot fish with the bow and arrow. I I don't know how to do that, but I, I would like to know how to do it. Why not, right? So we fucking go out there. It's like a group of uh, four. And we meet these guys at a gas station. You got to get a fishing license and all this shit. And, uh, you know, I got a six-pack of Budweiser. I mean, you're getting on a boat. I mean, you have to. Where I'm from, you have to do that. If you're getting on a boat, you have to have a six-pack of something, and you got to drink it or else you're an asshole. So I got it, and one of the guys is like, dude, you're going to have a weapon. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to be pointing it at you or me. Point it at the fish. Let's, let's try to make this a little sporting here. You know? It's not like I'm, I'm taking a stick like Tom Hanks in that fucking movie where he talked to the soccer ball. Castaway. Well said. Right? Dude, we went out on this fan boat. All the way out in the fucking bayou. It was terrifying. It was fucking... The second we got out there was because we did it at night. It was a full moon. It was the shit. You know what I kept thinking of? You know that movie Southern Comfort with Powers Booth? That's what I thought about. And I felt good that I was thinking about that and not Deliverance because I feel like that's hacky at this point. You know? One fat, pasty dude gets banged in the ass in the woods, and nobody can remember Southern Comfort after that. It's fucking ridiculous. I think it's high time that stops. All right? So anyways, um, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Basically, when you bow fish, I don't know. I don't know where to even begin this shit. The guy had like a flashlight, one of these born in the bayou guys, and he go, right there, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> he also do the bow and arrows. Trying to shoot some fish that was just fucking chilling out. And uh, basically what you do is is you shoot. Wherever, you th- wherever the fish looks like it is, you shoot like five inches below it. Because it's an illusion, man. Because of the water. So it took a little bit of time to get, to get used to that. So what I did was I started aiming at all these small fish. 
just bringing the bow up because I realized I was just shooting. I wasn't aiming. I was just kind of shooting in the general direction. I kept missing. So I was practicing on the little fish. I didn't shoot at him. I would just bring it up just to get the muscle memory. And uh, I did all right. I hit I hit three in about um, three hours. I averaged like one an hour. It was a lot of looking for him. I'm not going to lie to you. So I wasn't that bad. But I missed a lot. Um, but I got three, including one. We fucking pulled this thing in. And it was uh, had an alligator face. And the back looked like an eel. It's called an alligator gar. The thing looked beyond evil. It looked like a fucking dinosaur. And we got in the boat, and they're like, all right, watch out, watch your feet. Don't let it bite you. Don't let it bite you and all that shit. And everybody's like, dude, you got to get a picture with that. You got blood on your face. It looks fucking awesome. Everybody's saying all this shit, you know? And I got to tell you, you tap into that inner fucking caveman. Because when I went out there, I immediately had this sinking feeling like I can't go back to fucking the village without bringing home something to eat that's still in me. And the village was my fucking hotel room where I have room service. It was fucking stupid. But I, I literally felt that. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't fucking get something. So anyways, so now I'm feeling like a fucking man because I killed this goddamn thing. And uh, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, so what do we do here? You know, we killed a bunch of fish. And I asked the guy, I go, can you, you guys are going to, you know, clean these things. You put the fucking meat on ice or some shit. And ship it to me. And the guy's just like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> so then I was like, well, what the fuck? We're just out here killing shit? And it just kind of bugged me. Oh, no. What's going on here? How come I'm not getting any readings here? I think it's recording. What the fuck is going on with my mixer? Oh, is it just saying it's really loud? What is this? What is this? Come on. Come on. Talk to me. Talk to me. What's wrong with my mixer? Ah, Jesus Christ. Now I got to I got to shut this off. I'm going to splice this together. You're not going to notice, but I got to make sure I'm recording here. Hang on. All right. So it was recording. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the mixer. What did I do? What did I do to it? Oh, who gives a shit. So anyways, I uh So at that point, I was like, "All right. Well, I killed three of these things. The other two that I shot, they were fucking beautiful, really thick." And I was like, you know, if I'm going to kill these things, I want to fucking eat it. I just want to be putting holes and shit. But uh, anyways, I guess that alligator gar thing can survive out of the water for a couple hours. So we were able to put that one back or they they said they were going to. So I, I don't know. That's the only part I didn't like. Other than that, it was fucking great. And uh, yeah, I felt like I was in like a Mad Max movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Just next time I do it, I only want to kill like one. You know, or kill like two or three and then fucking clean them. Take it and fucking eat it for the week. Does that make sense? I'll tell you what made me feel bad was I went home and I looked up the alligator gar and I was looking, waiting for it to be, oh, the most vicious fucking alligator eel this side of the fucking Mississippi, yada, yada. And they didn't. They were just like, yeah, it's kind of, it's very docile. If it sees you, it's shy and swims away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I shot a fucking nerd, an ugly nerd fish with an arrow. And I judged it because of its face, like it was evil, you know? I don't know. The people I went with, they also hunt uh, wild pigs. That's that's something else I could shoot. I could shoot a fucking pig. Deer, I couldn't do that. Who's kidding who? If I was starving, I could do it, you know? I'd shoot a fucking cat if I was hungry. Hungry enough. 
there's anything I learned from reading that fucking book, Flyboys. And no, that's not about a boy band. You know, what's up, Brooklyn? We are Flyboys. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I saw the VMAs were on tonight. What's the deal with VMAs? I know a lot of people say this, but doesn't MTV have a lot of fucking balls? They don't show videos, but they still have their video music awards. You know, I know that's completely hacky, but like... I actually saw some of the videos. I'm like, these are fucking great videos. I wish they would show them. Where can I see these? How do I know this music is out? Where do I go now? Can anybody help me? Well, can you? Um, all right, let's do a little bit of advertising here for this week, everybody. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Dollar. There are so many things in the world that irritate me. Traffic at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday or a Friday. You know? stewardesses who just love talking on that microphone. We want to thank you for flying American Airlines. Our flying time today is 3 hours, 22 minutes, and 18 seconds. There's going to be a time difference. Shut up, lady. Sit down. Um, when so many things can irritate you, why add razors to the list? That doesn't make any sense, does it? It's time to stop milking your razor blade, everybody. I know with brand name razors, you're used to paying outrageous prices and exhausting those razors until they start to look like rusty soda cans and start carving up your face there. It's time to move on. Move on to a better world. Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing quality blades to your door for just a few bucks a month, everybody. Never think about it again. They send a pack They send a pack every so you can change your blades every week. That's not me. That's missing a thing. They send you a pack Every month, I guess is what it's supposed to be. So you can change your blades every week. I love these guys, and your face will love them too. Um, they also got a brand new product called One Wipe Charlie's. <laughs> you know, if that line was in the movie Platoon, that would probably be really offensive. Way hey, One Wipe Charlie. Um, it's a butt wipe for men. What? And it's classy. Check out the video for that. There's no way. There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. They got a new butt. I hope it's true. One one wipe Charlie's. It's a butt wipe for men. Well, what about women? They supposed to walk around with a stinky ass? Or are you trying to say that they wipe their asses better? Oh, my God. The sky is falling. Anyways, I guess they're classy. Check out the video for that if you're into scat and sign up for your razors today. Go to Dollar Shave Club forward slash Burr. That's Dollar Shave Club forward slash Burr. Or go to BillBurr.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. I really hope white one, chipe, one, one white Charlie's was a joke because that's hilarious. You mean baby wipes? The baby wipes, the poor man's bidet. Um, Hulu Plus, everyone. I'm sure you've tried Hulu.com, but I want to tell you about Hulu Plus. Hence the title, Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. Stream it on your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Why stand in line or ride a train and just stare at your feet? Why would you want to do that when you could be watching your favorite shows on Hulu Plus? Hulu Plus is a great way to binge watch your favorite shows. Hulu Plus has tons of episodes from great comedies like SNL, Community, Modern Family, South Park, Family Guy, and thousands of other shows. Hey, how much is it a month? $7.99. That's $7.99. $7.99. Okay, before you think it's really expensive. 
All right? For all the shows and movies you can watch, catch up on current shows, binge watch on old favorites, or catch a great movie. You can do it all on Hulu Plus. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for a couple of weeks free on me when you go to the podcast page at BillBart.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. All right? Please make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you can get an extended free trial. Extending it. Stretching the defense. Throwing the long ball on first down here. So they know that we sent you. All right? There you go. HuluPlus.com slash Bill. One more here. E-voice. Okay, if you're an entrepreneur and a customer calls, do you want to seem like you're in a high-rise window view, fancy pants office? Of course you do. Wouldn't you want to do that? Or do you want to... Oh, wait. Or do you want them to know you're sitting in your underwear? <laughs> like me right now doing this podcast. You don't want that. You want to come off like a pro. With eVoice, you can create the appearance of an entire building. Sales, customer support, tech support, you name it. It sounds like you got the whole damn thing. Give your customers the royal treatment with eVoice. eVoice will forward business calls to your home, mobile, or any number you choose. Wherever you are, eVoice will find you. It's kind of creepy. Don't have time to take a call? It's routed to a voicemail, and you can read it at your convenience as an email. eVoice not only gives you an edge over your competition, it takes away the edge the big companies have over you right now because you can pretend to be just as big as they are. And now you can try eVoice for free for 30 days. Go to eVoice.com and use the promo code BILL, B-I-L-L. That's eVoice promo code BILL. Or just go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on that eVoice banner. God damn you. All right. Back to the podcast. Yeah, so there you go. You can add that to my list of skills. All right. I can bow fish hunt. Provided somebody shows up with the bow and the arrow and has the boat. That's not bad, right? That's a good skill to have. When the dollar collapses and I'm out here in the desert with no lakes. <laughs> well, I can modify it then. You know, what the fuck could I shoot? What can you shoot that's not a fish but it's like a fish and it's out of the water? I know, a toddler. There you go. And you know what? I wouldn't be killing more than I was going to eat. I'd only take one. Bill, why are you talking about cannibalisms? Because I just read an amazing book called Fly Boys. Um, Jesus Christ, what a book. What a fucking book that was. It's unreal. Everybody has done horrific things around the planet. Like right now, how we're sitting there giving uh, the powers that be shit over there in Syria, Damascus, whatever the fuck it is, for possibly using chemical weapons. I don't know. Some of the shit we've done, we got a lot of fucking nerve. Is this thing recording? What is with my goddamn electronics this week? I don't know. You know what, Bill? Stop blaming the technology. Why don't you man up? Um, yeah, you, you got to read this book. It's really just balanced, and it just shows the fucking horrific shit that basically the, uh, the, the Americans did and the Japanese did to each other, and then also the unbelievable heroic stuff that they did it's the whole goddamn thing every color of the rainbow um i don't know how to talk about it without fucking ruining the book um i don't know it, it, it just uh i can tell you one fucking stories can who douchebags aren't gonna read it if you listen to this podcast there's no way you read i'll tell you one quick story all right this will probably take two minutes if you want to fucking fast forward they're going in to bomb this goddamn island shaped like a horseshoe right and the thing is, is what they're bombing 
All right. He's riding the, uh, like, you know, you know what a horseshoe looks like, right? Sure, we all do. We all have a fucking crazy uncle that has a horse, don't you? Or a pony. All right, the bottom of the horseshoe, not the two ends where the luck runs out. If you hang it upside down, right there, like you're going around the, you're going around the corner, right? Right down there. What part of the horseshoe is that called? You know what's funny? People who do crossword puzzles know what that part of the horseshoe is called. Anyways, that part down there. Like if you're pouring water into it, where, where it would gather. We got it, Bill. That's where the fucking radio station was, and they had to basically fly right into it. All right? But on the sides, that's where the mountains were. They were actually above where the airplanes were. The mountains on the sides were so high up, and these guys had to come in so low that the anti-aircraft fire was coming down on them. And these guys had to have the fucking balls, 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, to fly in there and just be like, well, they're not going to get me. The other guy's going to get it. And knowing full well that if they got caught, they were going to get fucking tortured and just, they basically told them to keep one in the chamber and just fucking blow your brains out. Cause when, if these guys catch you after the shit you've done, um, you know, cause once, 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 once airplanes got involved, uh, I guess way more civilians started to get killed. And I know that sounds obvious, but like, I never really thought about that. I thought back in the day, like the Revolutionary Wars, I mean, I thought people just, you know, just indiscriminately raped and pillaged and went all the way around. I guess you could, but uh, you had to be a man about it, you know? You had to kick open the door, you know, kill a couple of males and then tackle somebody in a house coat. You know, all kinds of scratches to your face. I mean, yeah, you, you fucking got, you got dirty. You got dirty back in the day. Then all of a sudden, the advent of the air, aerial, aerial type plane there, right? Does, does this sound as dumb as it sounds to me out loud? They fucking, you could just fly over, you know. You're trying to hit a warehouse, you hit a house, you blow up a couple of babies and some people. They fucking hated these pilots. They thought they were cowards. They thought they were devils. And uh, so they didn't want to get caught or whatever. So this fucking guy is flying in. Anti-aircraft fire comes in, the flak. That's what they call it, flak. That's what I call when my boss would give me shit for not unloading a truck quick enough that's what i called flack at 20 years of age these guys had such big balls that's what they called people sh trying to shoot down the fucking airplane they were in so it's basically it's like softball size holes are going through this guy's fucking wings and he loses it and he goes into his spin so he tells the two guys in the back that they got to bail out so he's got to do this move where he brings up like the 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 fucking flap on the right wing and then something with the rudder. He go it basically causes the plane to kind of go sideways and it gives these guys a chance to open the door in the back because if they couldn't, the air pressure would like hold it tight. So the guy's doing this move as the front of his plane is on fire and the flames are lapping at his feet. He's doing this maneuver so his buddies can get out and it works. Both his buddies jump out and now the fucking plane, it's almost going to hit the goddamn water. It's in a flat spin this guy takes off his seatbelt. He's still fighting it. You take the seatbelt off. That's the last thing. You're getting out. And at the last second, he catches it. And he comes out of the spin. And goes up. And then he looks back, seeing his two buddies fucking landing in the water. And they're going to swim and get taken prisoner by the Japanese. And the guy was completely... You couldn't... Unconsolable. Landed on the aircraft carrier. It was just bawling. Just all he could say over and over again was, I took my seatbelt off, meaning I was going to bail out. It was just, you know, 
It's just fucking out. I, I butchered that story. Just imagine someone who can actually write <laughs> telling you that story. It's a fucking unbelievable book. It'll make you a better person when you read it. And um, Jesus Christ. I, I, I think I'm going to read a whole bunch of books on the World War II now. And in, 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 in like the, uh, the part of the war, I want to say specifically the Pacific Ocean. I just don't feel those words go, go together well. Particularly the Pacific Ocean part of it, because I, I, all that shit, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, I don't know where any of that shit was. They had a map and everything. You know, dummy like me, actually, was it was really... If it's going to be a book like that, where they, they show the dirt on both sides, that's the kind of shit that I like. Just firebombing cities. It's just fucking unreal. You know? You basically, on both sides in a war... It's you got war criminals and then whoever wins gets to prosecute the other one going, how could you be such a piece of shit? And everybody kind of did the same shit. That's why I was saying the bow and arrows with the babies. Basically, when shit goes down, like babies die, it's unavoidable. Does this make any sense? Is this fucking horrific? I'm like 300 pages down this fucking road and you guys haven't read the book yet. So you're probably looking at me like I'm a maniac. Why the fuck is it so hot in here? Um, anyways, hopefully I'm able to get this podcast up on time. You know, last week I recorded it on time and there was something going on with the goddamn recording. Well, who's kidding who? You know what that something was? It was me. So I actually recorded it on Sunday and still couldn't get it up until fucking Monday afternoon. I'm the worst. All right. What have we talked about? Oh, yeah. So I started reading up on all this, this stuff about the, uh, the, the war with the Japanese and shit. And I didn't realize, do you know, there was like three guys. Three Japanese soldiers that didn't surrender until 1974. One of them wasn't aware that the war wasn't over. We'll call him uh, Bill. <laughs> That's some shit I would have done. Um, the other other two guys knew the war was over, but they were like, I'm not fucking standing down until the, the fucking Grand Poobah tells me to. Because that's what I was told when I went. They just were like Dudley Do-Rights. These fucking maniacs. Stayed in the woods for an extra 30 years. In their uniform, their guns still worked. They still had ammunition. Well, of course you did. The fucking war is over. And every once in a while, they'd run at some local fishermen and they'd take shots at them. And local fishermen were just like, come on, man. <laughs> Let it go, man. It's over. They would drop leaflets in there and they were reading them and they thought it was a trick. Oh, my God, just sitting out there fucking eating squirrels for 30 goddamn years. You know, best friends like a, like a fucking. What what would you be friends with out there? I don't know. I'll, I'll give you the link to that shit before I just butcher it anymore. Um, if anybody else knows any really good books about World War II where it's really balanced. Because um, I, I read a few. I read this one that was great. Uh, I read The Rape of Nan King a long time ago. I read this Hiroshima diary about this guy who was in that city when the bomb hit. Uh, I read another one. I like those first part, like people who were there. I read one one time about this Jewish kid who was on the run with his dad. It's a classic, too. I forget what the fuck it was called. I'm such an idiot. But at one point, he was kind of looking at his dad. And he was just like, just die already. Because he was, I don't know, was slowing him down or something. He has guilt about that. She was fucking unreal. 
Actually, it's kind of depressing when you think about it, but um, who gives a shit? Hey, I got all caught up in Breaking Bad. I didn't have AMC in my hotel, so uh, I came here and just binge-watched all fucking three of them. Jesus Christ. Is that the greatest fucking show ever? I don't want to overhype it, but uh, it's fucking insane. I'm not going to talk about it. I shouldn't. I should have said right out of the bat that I'm not going to say anything that happens in them. But um, I didn't think anything was going to beat The Wire. I guess I put them on par because The Wire, just the size of the subject and how many different angles they hit it from. But as far as keeping your stomach in absolute fucking nuts, uh, I don't know if I ever saw a show like th- like this one, man. Um, it's kind of funny because I always have like quick little scenes in them. And that's all they would ever give me is just like the little scene. So I don't know what I don't know what's going on, which is kind of perfect because my character doesn't need to know doesn't need to know what is going on and wouldn't know. Right. Saul would just call me up and say, hey, just fucking do this. And I'd be like, all right. So. I always end up watching the episodes. I'm like, oh, that's what the fuck that was for. <laughs> um, that happened this week. All right. So, anyways, hey, how about the Red Sox, huh? Coming out to L.A., beating the fucking Dodgers. I would have loved to have gone to a game down there and wore, not wore any Red Sox shit because fucking L.A. fans are such fucking psychopaths. Well, maybe they actually, maybe they wouldn't have beaten me because I wasn't there with my children. (laughs) Fucking pieces of shit. Good God almighty. You know? I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what happened out here. I don't get it. I don't get why that that extra level, that gangbanger vibe is out here. There's gangs every fucking city. Are, are these like in L.A. Are like these the only or Southern California? I should say because I felt that vibe at a Chargers game too. Like is is this like the only part of the country where gangbangers are into like sports too? You know. You think you get some hard looks at a fucking Knicks game. You don't. Everybody's there having a good time. I don't understand it. I think it has something to do with neck tattoos. Once you get the neck tattoo, I, I tell you what's fucked up. When I was in New Orleans, I saw two guys with face tattoos, and I couldn't believe how uh, unshocking they were at this point. I've seen so many people with face tattoos at this point. This guy literally had one right in the middle of his forehead. And it wasn't a good one. You know? Jesus Christ. I thought I was dedicated to being a comedian or whatever. You put a tattoo on your face. I mean, that you, you've limited yourself to I get either working in a tattoo parlor or doing just illegal shit. Right? That's kind of a good way. You know, if you ever think that you don't, you don't, you don't have the balls... To stop following the herd. Just get a nice... You know what? Don't do it. Don't do not do it. I don't want to suggest that you get a fucking face tattoo. Please don't do that. Can, can you please not do that? Um, did I mention I was at the University of Cincinnati last night? Saturday night. By the time you get this, it'll be two nights ago. I want to thank everybody for having me out there. What a fucking beautiful school that is. Absolutely gorgeous, man. I love those... those they have like the perfect size football stadium. And it's like built down in it. So... You, into the campus, you know, so you come walking by and it's really open. Like you can just walk right into it. Um, had that same vibe. Like when I went down to Florida state, I like the students can like 
you know, run the stairs if they want to. I love that shit. I hate when you go to those places and they got the stadiums like all locked up. Um, I was surprised when I went to Boise. You know, and I was trying to look at the the blue turf. I saw a little bit of it that the the whole stadium was just locked up like that. I figured Boise's a cool place, right? What are you worried about? The meth heads coming in, stealing the aluminum benches. Is that what it is? It probably is. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I want to thank Rolling Stone magazine for putting me on the cover this month. It finally happened for me. That was a uh, big moment in my career. Uh, We'll definitely have a link. I know a lot of people don't read magazines at this point, so it's not a big deal. But it's a big deal to me finally being on the cover of of Rolling Stone. Um, Actually, I I have no idea who that kid is, but it fucking freaked me out when I saw it. Um, All right. What am I talking about here? What do I got here? Huh? What am I going to go do the, uh, let's read a, let's read a fucking, uh, read one of these things here. Why don't we do that? Why don't we read a little fucking letter? Full moon, Mr. Burr. You mentioned something about the full moon in last week's podcast and how it causes strange behavior. I worked in an emergency room for three to five years. And when I started working there, I thought the theory was bullshit. He actually said both. I don't want to make this guy sound crass. He goes, I now know I now know it to be true. Every month during the week of the full moon, we get a surge of patients. Other than the oh, plethora of fatties that clog our department. He spelled it plethora. Uh, we get weirdos. Example, a one-legged schizophrenic man with a suitcase of knives and a butane torch. I don't even I don't even know why. Other than, the, other than the weirdos, though, we have a lot of really sick patients come in. There are more strokes, heart attacks, and other serious health-related issues. I've recently heard a theory on why this is from another healthcare professional. Well, thank God you went in this direction, buddy, because I thought for half a fucking second you were going to put this in my lap. All right, because I, I have no clue about any of this shit. Um... All right, what do we got here? He goes, I, I too take a lot of what I hear as fact. All right, the theory is the theory is this. Even our blood has its own tide. Jesus Christ. Why don't I read up on science? This is like better than any fucking movie. Just the truth. What do you mean it has its own tide? When it goes out, is, is that when I get lightheaded? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, He goes, this may be minuscule. I love that you're spelling all these words wrong and you fucking work in an emergency room. Uh, But the lunar pole on our bloodstream can cause a person with health slash heart problems to be at a higher risk for strokes slash heart attack. It can also cause behavioral changes because of the change in our bodily function, in our body function. Whether this is true or not, I cannot deny three and a half years of dealing with hell every week. The full moon appears. Thanks for the free entertainment and the laughs. So that's really interesting. So like, if that's true, so when there's a full moon, that's like uh, when society's like uh, menstruating. That's our once a month. Like everybody just acts like a fucking maniac. A one-legged schizophrenic with a suitcase full of knives and a butane torch. Jesus Christ, doesn't that sound, that sounds like, uh, what the fuck was that movie Mickey Rourke was in that looked like a cartoon, but it wasn't. Jessica Alba had the chaps on, and she was a stripper, but she still looked like you could have her as a girlfriend. And then there was that guy with the yellow head and the red eyes. 
for some reason remind me of the guy who played Beretta. Do you know I saw him when I was out here? I saw Robert Blake. That's a hell of a thing, running into a guy who fucking killed somebody. Or did he get off? I don't know. He fucking did it. Jesus Christ. You go into a Spaghetti Freddy's, you know, you go to take a piss, and all of a sudden your girlfriend's shot in the head, and nobody saw anything, and you found her? Come on. Come on, Beretta. For reals. Come on. Um, all right. Wisconsin's A-Rod. Yo, Billy Redface. Love the podcast, and I would love to paint another picture of the A-Rod story. All right. My version is with no Ryan Braun. I live in Wisconsin where Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are basically a gift from God. I am a Chicago Bears fan, so I think basically a, so I think they're all cunts. Sorry, I'm really reading worse than usual. Um, all right. Braun, who also got popped for PEDs, had opened two restaurants with Aaron Rodgers called the 8 to 12 Oh, 812 MVP Bar and Grill, since they were both named MVP in their respective sports. And I'm gathering that his number is eight. Is he a baseball player? I don't watch baseball. Uh, when the news broke about Braun getting suspended, Wisconsin was enraged. Not so much that he was cheating or being the bad image to kids or whatever. These parents who want to blame other, uh, others for the, their kids' lack of luster or athletic skills, but because he lied to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. The Wisconsin has some great sports fans, and I love the fact that their their fan base owns a part of the team, however the fuck that works, even though you know none of them are allowed in the board meeting. It's probably just by name only, and someday they'll realize how bad they got fleeced. Um, anyways, in the past month or so, when it came to the news reporting this, reporting this story, local NBC, ABC, Fox, and CBS affiliates, within 10 seconds into the story, they talk about lying to Aaron Rodgers. When interviewing fans about it, all they talk about is, I can't believe he would lie to us and even lie to Aaron. Like everyone knows each other on a personal level. People need to quit talking, taking professional sports too seriously and taking it personally. Uh, especially when they are multimillionaires lying to other multimillionaires. Google search some of this to get a laugh at how brainwashed sports fans of my state are. Come to a show in Milwaukee during the football season to see for yourself. I've been up there. It's fucking great. Thanks to go fuck yourself. Um, well, look, I mean, he, how, how did he lie to Aaron? They, they got in business together. You know, it's not like uh, he got on their football team. And then he said, well, you know, I'd like you to join the Packers as long as you're steroid-free. They opened a business together. I don't give a fuck what you do. Just don't steal from the register. That would be more lying to Aaron Rodgers, right? Or do you think he actually sat down and said, well, listen, I have a great image. You know, last thing I needed to be doing is hitching my wagon to some guy who's then going to be, a, uh, you know, you know, fucking hookers and uh, everybody, somebody stick a needle in his ass. I, you know what? I've never opened a business, as you can tell. I don't know. I don't know what the, how the interview process goes, but I don't. Yeah, I'm, I don't feel like he lied to Aaron. Um, maybe maybe they actually came up with this. Maybe this is a good cop, bad cop thing they're doing, where this other guy plays the bad guy, and then Aaron sits at the bar looking all dejected, and the cheeseheads walk by, and then they come in and they buy more fucking mozzarella sticks. You know that that could happen, right? I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit? You know what the fucking thing is? And I'm telling you, I'm pulling a Paul Verzi, and I said this three years ago, 
within 20 years, everybody's going to be on steroids. Everybody's going to be on HGH, okay? We're all going to be on it. They're going to fucking get it to the same way weed is gradually becoming legal. That's what's going to happen with roids. All right? And now, how also, if you smoke weed now, if you have a vaporizer, you're just basically inhaling just the shit that gets you high. All right? So it's doing way less damage than sitting down, drinking a bunch of Budweiser's like I did on that fan boat out in the fucking bayou. They're going to do that with roids. Back in the day, you did some fucking roids, right? Your balls shrunk up, and you went and you punched a horse in the, in the fucking face. That's what happened. And now they're, they're way more mellow. Although fucking Jerry Remy's kids snapped. I don't know. Jesus Christ, that's another fucking Boston story. You know, when, when all these, all these uh, stories came out, all this shit that's happened recently, I was actually thinking, well, you know, this is the balance. We had such an unbelievable decade, it has to balance it out, you know, with all this horrible shit happening now. And it's like, no, wait a minute. No, it was nothing but horror. So with those championships, that made us even. So now there's some horrible shit coming these last couple of years. So you know what that means? We're going to win some more championships coming up. That's how I look at it. Oh, by the way, um, any San Francisco 49er fans listening to this? How do you feel about old fucking Kaepernick out there fucking on the cover of every magazine, half naked with his fucking ass in the air, showing off his tattoos and his abs, doing commercials and all that type of shit? You think he won the fucking Super Bowl? Have you seen one goddamn commercial with Joe Flacco? Huh? Have you? I haven't. As a football fan, I don't like when that shit happens. I'll tell you right now, once Tom Brady started experimenting with his haircuts and walking around with Uggs, Going to fashion shows? I don't know. We haven't won one since. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like some typical moron shit that you'd hear on sports talk radio? The Renica I had when I was in Boston was tuned to sports talk radio, and I, I, I can't fucking listen to it. It's just the dumb. I, was, I put it on, and they were criticizing Big Poppy, saying he's a selfish player. And all. It's classic Boston fucking morons. Sports fans where it's just inevitable they're going to eat their own. You mean the guy who fucking helped was one of the main factors in ending that curse, the 86-year curse of the babe, all of that fucking horse shit. That guy should be able to shit in the street for the rest of his fucking life. Not even 10 years later, you're already saying that the guy's selfish. Shame on you, Boston Sports Talk Radio. Shame on you. All right, let's get back to the podcast here. Sorry, guys. Um, so I'm actually predicting uh, you guys might have a little bit of a hangover there in San Francisco. Your coach is putting on weight, right? Filling out those Dockers more and more every week, trying to will his people to win. Actually, I think Kaepernick's going to do great, but I, I always get nervous with quarterbacks who run around like that. Eventually, those linebackers, they get sick of that shit, and uh, they get an open shot at you, and they uh, next thing you know, you're bleeding into your lung. Um, advice for a skinny guy. All right, here we go. Hey, there, Billy Boy. First, first time, long time. Thanks for all the last. There, no worries. All right, it's great that you're helping out those who are overweight by shaming them. Is that what you're saying? I've helped out a couple. I've probably had other people have their face in a bucket of KFC right now. Uh, but if I may, I'd like to ask for advice for a guy who's a little on the thin side of the spectrum. 
I'm tall, six foot seven, and weigh around 155, 160 pounds. Dude, I can't fucking help you. You're six seven, one fifty. I weighed one fifty five in high school, and I swear to God, I looked like I was going to get blown down the street. Jesus Christ, dude. Even though I eat quite a bit and eat regularly, I even also have protein slash meal supplement drinks in between. Dude, don't fucking drink those things. I don't know shit about them, but don't drink those things. That fucking powder thing that comes into that that Breaking Bad fucking oil drum. Don't don't do that, dude. All those supplements and all that type of shit. Don't fucking do that. All right. Just accept who you are. We all want to look a little bit better. All right. Believe me. Trust me on this one. You're going to fill out. All right. It happens <laughs> whether you want it or not. So enjoy the fact that you can kind of eat whatever the fuck you want to. But I, I my gut tells me to. I don't fuck around with shit like that. That creatine and that, that fucking muscle milk stuff and all that shit. You turn it around on the back. You can't even pronounce half the shit that's in it. There's no fucking way that that stuff's good for you. There's no way that that thing's it's going to be better for you than sitting down eating a nice grass-fed fucking steak there. Um, granted, I don't know shit about nutrition, but I'm also not a fucking moron. All right? Anyways, he goes, my siblings are just as tall as I am, and they are not thin like me. I'm also 23. Is it metabolism? Dude, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Will I pass this stage? I don't know. I am somewhat comfortable with myself, and I have a smoking girlfriend of five years. Well, go fuck yourself then, dude. Come on. Who loves me for who I am but wouldn't mind a few pounds? Oh, wait a minute. Is she bringing it up? Should I binge on pasta? Thanks, Bill. I bought the razors because of you. Well, I hope the razors work out for you. Jesus Christ, dude, with your height, you probably need to order them twice. Um, <laughs> no, dude, listen, 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 listen. You got to be who the fuck you are, all right? Would you ever say to your girl, like, hey, you know, I'd like it if you lost a few? You can't, you know, I don't know if she just made one comment and forgot she even said it or she, she's literally giving you a body image. But I'll tell you, dude, one of the greatest things you can ever do in life is accept yourself. All right. And I'm not saying like, hey, you know, I'm doing something unhealthy to myself and I accept it. I don't mean that. I mean, like, accept what the fuck you look like and uh, and, and and just, you know, just be a good shit. And it, it everything falls into place. You don't need to go out there and drink muscle milk and eat fucking angel hair pasta. You know, set your alarm and get up at three in the morning. And go eat that shit. You're 23 years old. You're supposed to be in good shape. All right. Okay, so you're a little fucking underweight. Who gives a fuck? Dude, you know what you built like? You built like Snoop Dogg. He seems to be doing fine. You know? Um I I would I would not try to gain any weight. I wouldn't try to lose any weight. I would just just keep doing what you're doing. All right? You're a guy, you're six foot seven, you weigh about 160 pounds, you're twenty three, and you have a smoking hot girlfriend who loves you for who you are. And she made one fucking comment about putting a few more pounds on fire. Just let, let, that, let that go right by you. I won't even worry about that, all right? You're a good man. You, you look how you're supposed to look. All right? Put that fucking powdered nuclear waste away. I don't know what the fuck that shit does to your kidneys or your liver or whatever, but, uh, you know, 
when the ingredients look like the last name of Russian hockey players, you know, or the fucking Swedes. I think the Swedes got the most difficult names. That's that's a good time to fucking, you know. The only time to eat shit like that is if you're orbiting the earth. Other than that, you know, go to a farmer's market like a goddamn human being. All right, organizing porn. Uh, Bill, on a recent podcast, you complained about the difficulty of searching porn on the road. Did I? I thought I was talking about how I wanted to stop watching porn. I might have said that on a podcast in, in the past, and you just listened to it. I don't fucking know. But recently, I've been trying to cut down on it. I've been trying to watch it only on Sundays. And that's not a slap to the face to whoever created all of this shit. It's just, you know, Sunday's a day of rest. <laughs> and I like to be totally relaxed. If I can open up to you guys a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Anyways, he says, as I also have a job that requires me to travel a lot, I know all too well the frustration of unreliable internet connections and the sheer amount of time wasted on searching for the perfect porn video. So let me tell you about a little trick I recently discovered. Paying for porn. I know paying for porn feels counterintuitive, but it's worth it. Um, here's what you do. Well, this is the, thing. the only reason why I don't pay for porn is because I don't want my credit card on the porn site. And then if they double swipe it, I don't want to have to call the credit card company saying that, you know, com fucking double swiped my credit card and I'm really upset by it. Or no, even worse, they'd call me up, you know. You know, did you uh, fucking, I don't know, you can't even come up with a good fucking, did you uh, ass bag 9,000? Did you fucking rent that? No. Did you rent fucking scat bag on the ass bag returns? Yeah, yeah, I ordered that one. No, I'm kidding. I'm not into into scat, everybody. The German kind or or like the shit that Scatman Crothers did. Did I ever tell you how much I hate scat singing? I'll tell you one of the worst scat singers of all the time would be fucking Frank Sinatra at the risk of pissing off all the Italian Americans. His scat singing at the end of Strangers in the Night Doobie doobie doo doo doobie die die dee die da da doo. He sounded like Joe Piscopo doing him before Joe even did it, right? Anyways, let's go back to this shit. So let me tell you what I learned. A little tricky thing, uh, paying for porn. I know paying for porn feels counterintuitive, but it's worth it. Here's what you do. Find a site that has the kind of content that you're looking for. Make sure that the site allows for downloading and isn't just streaming only. This is key. Download all your favorite videos to an external hard drive. Ah, Jesus Christ, dude. And then what? The FBI kicks open the fucking door? And make sure you cancel your membership before your 30 days is up or else they'll charge you again. Once you've done all that, you'll have a drive full of high-quality porn that you can keep forever. And you don't even need an Internet connection to watch it. Jesus Christ, this guy might have something figured out here. Between the external hard drive, that's 50 to to $100... And a one-month subscription, 25 to 30 you're looking at about $80 to $100 initial setup. Dude, that math doesn't work out. You're looking at 75 to $130. All right? You kind of fucking alligator on both ends of it. Whatever. I suck at math, so. No, actually, I don't suck at that kind of math. I suck at the kind that, you know, once you have to learn how to build a bridge, you know, once there were shapes and there was these paragraphs, right, you had to memorize I even did okay in algebra, if 
I wasn't such a jerk off, I could have fucking got the C minus and not have to go to summer school. But that's a whole other fucking thing. Also, I trashed the, the uh, my teacher at a speech impediment. So I used to make fun of him. That was stupid. So when I kind of had a 69, he didn't give me the 70. And he fucked my summer. Um, anyways, where am I? You're looking at about $800 initial investment. But think of think of all the time and frustration you'll save by not having to deal with surfing for porn on the road. It's changed the way I travel. <laughs> Dude, you sound like you just bought the ultimate, like, neck pillow. Pillow. However the fuck you say that word. Um, by the way, I fucking hate those things. I hate when you fucking walk around the airport and those fucking douchebags have those neck, neck pillows already around the neck. I always just want to punch them right in the nose. It's because they already look like they have that neck brace on. How fucking lazy are you? You can't hold your head up when you're walking around. Sorry. Um, anyways, Bill, thanks for the free hours of entertainment. They've got me through countless boring flights and cab rides. Well, dude, so now if I, if I download my favorite ones, well, the ones is when I find one that I really like, I always forget the name of it, and then I can't find it, and then I try to search like these. I try to come up with words that describe what I watched, and it never comes up. Like the search engine on these sites stinks, so maybe that's a reason to do it. Uh and also, if I want people to pay for my fucking DVDs, shouldn't I be paying these porn stars? Aren't I being a hypocrite? God damn it. I think, I think I've convinced myself through you trying to convince me. People, I think it's high time. How come Lars didn't, or Ulrich didn't speak out about that? Well, I guess it wasn't happening to them back in the day. Ah, Jesus, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, all right, overrated, underrated for the week, everybody. Guys using the term slut to refer to his male friend. That's overrated. As in what up, as in what up slut? Oh, Jesus. Guys say that to each other? That sounds terrible. He said a kid I hadn't talked to in a while whom I was supposed to meet up with in New York City dropped this on me, and not only did I tell him I didn't want to hang out, I told him I... Wanted to connect my knuckles to his teeth in a way that would send them across Times Square. Ah, uh, yeah, that's bad. What up, slut? That doesn't sound that. That sounds like something one white frat guy would say to another white frat guy. You know, and then do some bastardized version of some uh, gangster sign, right? I got, I got a, I have an underrated for you, everybody. Watching reruns of T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker is arguably the worst acting ever on any show that ever happened. Or at the very least, I would put it up there. All right? Well, let's say you had the March Madness of worst TV shows. All right? That anybody ever acted on. T.J. Hooker, without a doubt, would be a number one seed in, in one of the regions. Without, they would be like Duke. It's fucking horrific. First of all, was the episode I saw him and the Armenian dude, or whatever the fuck his name is, who's pretending to be Italian, uh, Romano. They get separated, and they're on walkie-talkies, and somebody's shooting at T.J. Hooker, and Romano's going in, into, he's calling T.J. Hooker, and I don't know why he's not saying T.J. He just, he's just going, Hooker! 
And then they'd show fucking T.J. Hooker with his fucking awful toupee where half the show, it doesn't even match his fucking sideburns. More gunplay, more gunplay. And they cut back to Romano again. And he goes, Hooker! (laughs) And then fucking Captain Kirk, any chance he gets to fondle and get cheap feels on Heather Locklear? He does it. He rescued her one time and he was literally like caressing her face just for like fucking the final like 90 seconds of the show was just just rubbing the side of her face. And you could tell she's like a young actress and she doesn't know how to say in between takes like, hey, do you want to do me a favor and maybe just have your hand on my shoulder just for a second? Yeah, because I just don't feel like your character and my character. That's how you talk your way out of somebody doing something weird in a scene and she doesn't know how to do it. Just imagine them running around in Larry Bird short shorts because they do that also. And Captain Kirk is sucking in his fucking stomach. Whatever. Don't, 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 don't listen to this here. Just sit down and watch it if you can find it on your, uh, on your cable. I'm telling you. Unbelievably underrated. Uh, by the way, by the way, my tickets came. My tickets came for fucking Texas A&M, uh, Alabama, College Station. Me, dude, I called it Paul Verzi. And uh, two of my other buddies outside of the business are going to go to the game. And uh, we're taking some fucking uh, – I'm doing a couple of gigs. Oh, that's right. I'm doing El Paso, part of the Billy Red State Tour. And then I'm doing um, uh, San Antonio. I've never I've never been to either one of those – either one of those states um, – states. Either one of those cities in that state. So I feel like at this point, when I perform in those two, I, I, I've hit them all, right? I've been to Dallas. Houston, Austin, San Antonio, El Paso. The fuck else is there? I went to a game at the Cotton Bowl. Right? I'm going to go see Texas A&M. Who else do I got to see? I got to see Texas Tech. I got to see the Longhorns at some point. But I went to the Red River game, so I saw them. I saw them play Oklahoma. I got to go to, I got to go fucking pig hunting down there. You want to go pig hunting? We'll fucking do it, buddy. We got the biggest fucking pig, big, big, big. I got it. It's big. We're in Texas. I get it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, you know what? Um, now that I'm, I'm done with my, my, my fucking my glee shoot there. No, I told you what it was. It's called Black and White. comes out next year. I'm not going to bore you with it because uh, it's not going to come out until next year. But when it does, oh, oh, golly gee. I'm, I'm going to hopefully get uh, the director, Mike Binder who's uh, one of my favorite comics when I was growing up. Uh, hopefully I'll get him on the podcast here. All right, hang on a second. Let me go to my website here. What's your website, Bill? Oh, it's BillBird.com. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being interested. Isn't that sweet of you? All right, here's some of my upcoming shows that I have because uh, I had to move around the Red, uh, the Billy Red State tour. Um, oh, would you look at that? All right, Tuesday night, I'm co-headlining. I'm opening for Brian Regan. That's already sold out at Cobb's Comedy Club. All ticket proceeds uh, go to charity, um, which I don't know. I, I I pitched it to him. I always wanted to work with him. And I was like, come on, man. Well, you know, I'll open for you. We'll get shit-faced afterwards. And he goes, yeah, we'll give the money to charity. Oh, fuck it. Let's do it. So hopefully if this goes well, I'm going to start doing that with some other guys I'd like to work with, you know? I'd like to do, like, I'd like to work with other fucking headliners that I love and I never get to see. Because they're always out headlining, right? I'd like to do that with a couple others and just do them and, you know, and then just do shows in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, all right. So here we go. 
September 4th, a rescheduled Billy Red State uh, extravaganza at the Boulder Theater. September 5th, I'm going to the Broncos game. Why not? Opening game of the NFL season. September 6th, I'm at the Pike Peak Center, Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's also a uh, Red State rebooking. And then I got uh, the Spotlight 29 Casino in Coachella, California on September 7th. And I'll, I'll read the next week after that. I'm at the Abraham Chavez Theater in El Paso, Texas. That's a Red State one. And then because I'm on my way over to fucking College Station, why not stop at the Lilla Cockrell Theater in San Antonio, Texas? I hope I said that right. I've never been there. I heard it's fucking great. And um, Paul Verzi will be on both of those. Um, those Colorado dates in the uh, Spotlight Casino will have Rose Bowl, Legend, and Cook. Um, Jason Lawhead, who's just growing by leaps and bounds. It's one of my favorite things that I'm watching in the business right now. The fucking guy is hilarious. Uh, try and come out to those shows. Um, that is it. And that's the podcast for this week. I was supposed to mention at the top of the podcast because I know I have some new listeners. Uh, if you like my shit and you'd like to see uh, my new stand-up special that came out last year. Uh, or did it come out this year? Last year it came out. Uh, you people are all the same. You can download it for five bucks. Or you can get your very own hard copy uh, DVD version for 20 bucks, delivered right to your fucking house, wherever the hell you live. Whatever country, I don't give a shit. All right? You can do that at BillBird.com. Click on the, uh, what is it, the merchandise button? Is that what it is? Merch. Click on merch. That's it. All right? That's the podcast for this week. Have a great week. Don't put that pottery shit in your goddamn drink. All right? Don't do it. Okay? Go fuck yourselves. Talk to you next week.